Grab some bacon on a biscuit and let's go. We're burning daylight. Welcome to the Frontier Freedom Hour with Jeff Hunt. Sponsored by Centennial Institute at Colorado Christian University. Now, here's Jeff Hunt. Hi, friends. Jeff Hunt here with the Frontier Freedom Hour. It's so wonderful to be with you. Welcome back. If you're listening to us for the first time, we're grateful we're not getting all the government we are paying for. We cover issues facing the Western United States from a Christian conservative perspective. All right, we're diving into the conflict in the Middle East. And joining me on the show today is Dr. David Murphy, Dean of the School of Behavioral and Social Sciences at Colorado Christian University. After retiring, he joined us retiring after 25 years in the Air Force and then completing his PhD in leadership philosophy from Dallas Baptist University in 2019. David, thanks so much for joining us. Howdy. I assume that's appropriate for this show. It's good to be here. <laughs> that's and, exactly uh, thank right. Thank you for having me. So, David, uh, I think all of us are looking at what's happening in the Middle East, and uh, you saw the attacks that originated uh, from Hamas on October 7th terrorist attacks. I've seen the video that the IDF put together on the attacks that took place against innocent uh, Jews. And they're truly innocent. I I think one of the most heartbreaking aspects for me is just kind of age and stage of life where these two boys, basically just in their underwear Saturday morning, like boys at my house are, right, watching cartoons and Hamas attacks them. There's been uh, a series of ceasefires that have taken place. I think maybe one ceasefire since then. Could you give us an update? People are, are looking at the Middle East going, are we going to war with Iran again? And with your background, Air Force, teaching, behavioral and social sciences, Colorado Christian University, help us understand what's happening in the Middle East. Well, thank you for uh, asking me and having me. The short answer on if we're going to Iran is that we don't know, but we're definitely going in a direction that's going to pull us in that direction. Um, One of the things that's well known for people that have been in the business of war for a long time is that the enemy gets a vote. And lately I hear both sides of the political aisle talking about retribution against Iran as if we can just strike and regain deterrence. We'll talk about that a little bit later on and just kind of move on. While that might work in the movies, that (laughs) frequently doesn't work when you're trying to avert war. Yeah. I think from my perspective, my generation, we went through 9-11. We went through the response in Iraq. We went through the response in Afghanistan. And I I remember writing in seminary that I felt that the war in Iraq fit just war theory. That was the big debate taking place in our seminary. 20-plus years later, thousands of lives lost, blood spent. Uh, I think many of us look at the Middle East and go, you can do as much work as you want. The minute you leave, it all just goes right back to the way it was. Yes. Well, what's your perspective on all that? My perspective is based on a biblical one, which we know from Scripture, from Jeremiah and from Zechariah, from some of the other prophets, that Israel would be a sticking point for the world as history yeah. went on. And I think that's uh, been quite clear as we see just the, uh, the different uh, tensions that have come out of the area. Obviously, the Islamic world, the Muslim world, largely hates Israel. 
uh, not all of them, but many of them, and their desire is to remove Israel from the map one way or another. So these perennial problems, we have uh, administrations that try to address them in different ways, and they have trouble finding a workable solution, of course. The closest we got was the Abraham Accords yeah. from last administration. Unfortunately, the current administration reversed those and went back to the old way of, of looking at the Middle East, mm. uh, essentially looking for a two-state solution, that it would be a disaster in the Middle East, of course, and then um, relying on a different uh, a different side of the Muslim world than than the previous administration did. Of course, the the, the Shiite world, the uh, Iranian theocracy, they are at the top of the list of those that want to destroy Israel. Yeah. And when the current administration came in and emboldened them, uh, got rid of the Abraham Accords, of course, took Bahrain and the UAE out of the mix. They were the ones in the Abraham Accord. Then we kind of went back to what it was before, and next thing you know, you have the incursions happening by the Hamas in southern Israel, and then in Hezbollah in the north has been in the mix, but they haven't yet launched a major offensive. We're talking with Dr. David Murphy, Dean of the School of Behavioral and Social Sciences at Colorado Christian University. Uh, why do you think the Abraham Accords worked? The Abraham Accords worked because they essentially bypassed what the previous administrations prior to the Trump administration had tried to do, which was drive at this two-state solution and play off the, the uh, Muslim world against each other so that we could play taskmaster in the Middle East. Mm. The Abraham Accords went to the two closest neighbors of Saudi Arabia. They agreed to normalize relations with Israel, which would have sidelined Iran largely. And it was very effective at bringing peace to the area, much more effective than anything that I can think of for the two decades hmm. prior to it. So that's the difference. That's, that's, that is basically a realism approach to uh, international affairs, which the Trump administration had. When we got the current administration, the Biden administration back in, they switched back to an idealism or an idealistic view of the Middle East, one that's based on um, this view that Israel will have to give a second, uh, will have to give up land for a Palestinian state. Mm -hmm. And they reversed many of those things, again, emboldened the, the, um, the enemies of Israel, which happened to be <laughs> enemies of us as, as recent history has played out. And you had this all fall apart uh, with the, the launches of the Hamas attack in the south. I think what's uh, fascinating to me about the, the different approaches is it, it seemed to be working and then and then we 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 get a different administration in and it goes really bad yes. right it's not it's not just kind of bad it's really bad and is that from your perspective 25 years right in the air force is that because we're not as strong as we used to be under the trump administration with the biden administration it's for two reasons the first and most important one is that we gave up deterrence so deterrence, okay, deterrence, just think of any 
of the most basic of human conditions where someone wants to bully you. Someone is not going to bully another person that has both the will and the capability to not let that bullying occur. So immediately when the Biden administration took over, the disastrous withdrawal from Afghanistan, right. the most... Uh, but, re- but, but Trump wanted to withdraw too, but was it a different with- level of withdrawal, different strategy of withdrawal? Trump did want to withdraw with two notable exceptions. I believe we would have kept an air base in Afghanistan, which was important over time. Mm-hmm. Maybe not, but I believe we, we would have eventually. And he, he was doing it on a longer trajectory to do it in a in a uh, a manner that made sense and a matter that was orderly. Anytime you're withdrawing military forces, there's two ways you can do it: by maintaining your security, or you can do it with a with no plan, really rapidly, and that almost always le- leads to a rout. The close example we have, really in recent military history, was the. Um, Eighth Army withdrawal during the Korean War from the Yalu River all the way back to the Punsan perimeter. It was the lar- the longest army retreat in military in American military history. Complete disaster. We almost got pushed off the Korean Peninsula. Uh, we were wow. able to reinforce that very close perimeter around Punsan, and eventually Matthew Ridgeway came in and was able to work his way back up and save that war. We did not have a disaster like that until this Afghanistan withdrawal. So back to the question at hand, we have a new president. The first thing he does is have a a disastrous withdrawal from the Middle East. The next thing you know, you have an emboldened Russia, you have an emboldened China, and you have an emboldened Iran. So that was the loss of deterrence was the first point. The second was the direct, really, essentially the direct aid and abetting of Iran by lifting the financial sanctions we had in place, by by starting to talk about the 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 agreement we had before the Jacobia, uh, that the agreement that Trump withdrew from on nuclear arms, uh, and by essentially signaling to them that they could resume their nuclear program. Wow! A complete disaster. Wow. And that's where we inherited the current tension in the Middle East. And I meant the J- uh, JCOP. Yeah, JCOP is what I meant by the, the the previous agreement that Trump had taken us out of. You can tell he's smart. <laughs> oh, my goodness. You can tell he's very smart. I'm talking to Dr. David Murphy. He's the dean of the School of Behavioral and Social Sciences, as well as a professor in the College of Adult and Graduate Studies at Colorado Christian University. This is why I love CCU. It provides this type of leadership and training and intellectual engagement on the most pressing issues our country is facing. It's like this beautiful light of reason on on a whole host of issues, from foreign affairs to sanctity of life to the original intent of the Constitution, free markets. If you're in Colorado and listen to this, I know it's tough these days. It feels like it's dark. It feels like we're we're losing the cultural battles, but there's this wonderful institution, CCU, Colorado Christian University, that is working to train the next generation to understand these issues and to be able to articulate and engage with them well. So go to ccu.edu 
To learn more, that's Colorado Christian University, ccu.edu. We're going to continue this conversation when we return. It's all things Middle East. You're not going to want to miss it. He's going to dive into the uh, Israel issues, Iran. You're going to be very well educated. So stick around. You're listening to the Frontier Freedom Hour. We'll be right back. <laughs> 